in Australia where we're heading now after yesterday's news that the Victorian government is pulling the pin on their 2026 Commonwealth Games. Uh, it can't be overstated enough. It's very significant news to uh, athletes all around the Commonwealth, including uh, sporting fans as well. Uh, does it mean that the Commonwealth Games is uh, losing its luster? Well, the Commonwealth Sport Movement said in a statement that the decision was hugely disappointing for athletes and officials and highlighted the $6 billion figure was 50% higher than the Victorian government advised just last month. The same government has come under fire for expanding plans for the games regionally around the state and adding extra sports into the fray. Well, we've got to get an Australian opinion on this and uh, no better person to go to than Peter Fitzsimons, of course, extremely well-known author, columnist, television uh, and radio host, raconteur, and, of course, also a former Wallaby. We might uh, touch on some rugby with him as well. But, Peter, thank you very much uh, for giving us a bit of your time this morning. In terms of the Commonwealth Games, so you've had a huge history in sport and and, uh, and your background, of course, uh, in journalism, etc. Where does the Commonwealth Games sit for Peter Fitzsimons anyway? I think it's finished. I mean, I just don't think there's anywhere any any comeback from this. I mean, you're a sportsman. Do you? Could you? Could you name for me? Can you? Can I? Uh, this is your show, and I'm honoured to be on it. But go backwards. I mean, I was trying to go. I could go backwards. I could take you back to the Olympics. I think I can go back. Name where the Olympics were held. Pretty much back to 1908. Do you want to have a go? Mm. Do you remember the, where the 2022 ones? Do you remember where the 2018 ones were? The 2014. You go. No, I, I look. I, I know ah, that uh, Bir- Birmingham. No, no, Birmingham. Birmingham, the Gold Coast. Uh, I can remember. I think as far back as uh, Kuala Lumpur, because cricket was actually played yeah. there, Peter. And I had had a reason to be there. But you're you're yeah. right. And uh, do you find that do you find that concerning? To be honest, when you, no, I mean, no. both of our countries, and you dominate. Australia dominates the Commonwealth Games. Sure, you, you don't find it disturbing. You'll remember the Groucho Marx line where he said, I wouldn't want to be in any... I wouldn't want to belong to a club that would have me as a member. Now, to a certain extent, any games that we in Australia can win 75 gold medals in is not necessarily a game we want to puff out our chest by because, you know, it's it's nice. You know, it's, it's a glorified school carnival in many ways. But, you know, Australia... We're, we're, we're sporting people, but the Commonwealth Games, you, you say, is it losing its luster? I mean, it's dead. It's gone. What is the Commonwealth to begin with? Okay, the Commonwealth is essentially a colonial alumni club. It is, it's for countries that used to be a part of the British Empire and Britain itself. And that used to be a thing, well, in the third decade of the 21st century. You know, it's not, it, it, ain't, it ain't a thing anymore. It's not a thing, you know, proud, pride in belonging to the British Empire. There are a few people that, you know, rah, 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 dip, 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 dob, dob, dob. But really, we're, we're, we're forging far more independent paths. And I must say, I say this as former chair of the Australian Republic movement, which I'm very proud. And we're not yet a republic, but we'll get there, as I hope will you. But do you, do you accept that a colonial alumni club is not... You know, is not the proud thing it used to be. I'm interested. Well, it's, uh, that's an interesting point. Uh, I think you're in a much more powerful uh, position to be a, a republic than perhaps uh, than perhaps we are. Uh, we're very much still uh, uh, a little fellow in that regard. Uh, uh, Peter, no, you're uh, uh, New Zealand. We are. Look at you. Look at you. You got you got the proudest rugby team on the planet. Your people come out and do this fabulous harker. 
that chills the bones of people around the world and what that harker says to the world is we're strong we're powerful we will take the world on you throw the best you can at us we're gonna keep coming and coming and coming because there's never been a more powerful rugby people than us and on the other hand you say but running our own show what what do you mean have you mean have our own head of state a Kiwi? Oh no 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 no! We can't do that. We've got to. We'll have to have. We'll have to have the the firstborn of a, a family of aristocrats living in England. No, no. Do you, do you get the dichotomy there or the contrast? Because it's it's the thing that we've struggled with in Australia. Exactly the same as you. On the one hand, we say you know we'll take the world on. We'll punch above our weight in every field you can name. But in the field of running our own show, no, can't do that. Well, we follow up that very powerful uh, Harker talking about contrast, a contrast with a national anthem that turns around and says, God defend New Zealand. Yeah, that's a funny thing. I, I know your national anthem pretty much word by word, and I love it, despite the fact that I'm an absolute atheist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair hey, was it, it just, bef- uh, and just before we leave the, the Commonwealth Games, which was actually principally the subject uh, we rang you this morning, Peter, was it, was it anyway, was it pie-in-the-sky theory to take it to five regions throughout Victoria as opposed to... Uh, looking to, back, to, uh, look, look, yeah, yeah. Was it? I think so. Look, looking back, the answer is yes. And I, I'm just about to write a column on this for the Sydney Morning Herald, and I'm just sort of assembling my thoughts and trying them out on you. But, but, you know, one thing, there is no doubt that the Commonwealth Games, it's done and dusted. It's fascinating to see. I think the Mayor of Christchurch has said, we'll have them. I don't know what your Prime Minister has said, but but certainly he said nothing that's made headlines over here. And what you've got is mayors of various towns around the world saying, look, why don't we do it? You've got a couple of columnists saying, why don't we do it? But no politician, there is no politician that I know of that's come forward because the same dynamic that killed it off in Victoria is killing it off around the world. And you had, in Sydney in 1993, September 23rd, 1993, Juan Antonio Samaranch, the boss of the IOC, says, and the winner is Sydney. And Australia cheered because there were six serious candidates to hold the 2000 Olympics. We won. Now, come 30 years forward, and you get to the announcement of the Brisbane Olympics, how many, how many countries stepped forward to say we'll host the 2032 Olympics? One. One city. Brisbane steps forward. Where are all the others? They crunch their numbers. It, it doesn't work anymore. It's madness to put billions of dollars to hold a two-week sports festival. And so the idea of the Victorians, as you say, was to do it regionally. But John Coates, the, the, the former chair, the former president of the Australian Olympic Committee, He's made the point that the problem with putting it in regions is you you can't get the crowds in Ballarat that you can get in Melbourne. You want to hold an international sporting event, you've got to build a big, you know, you've got to build a, a world class venue. So let's say you build, you know, a world class basketball venue. Great, but Ballarat doesn't need a world class basketball venue. You know, for the rest of time, it needs a basketball, it needs a Ballarat level basketball venue and so there are internal dynamics that mean it just doesn't work 
Daniel Andrews, uh, he's got to be painted as the villain here. I mean, he's the spokesman, he's the premier. Been around uh, a long period of time, and people will say, well, hold it, Daniel, you're the guy that turned around and said, yes, we want it in the first place, and now you're saying uh, because of a blowout figure, and people are questioning the amount as well. They're saying, really, how's it blown out from $2.6 billion to coming up to $7 billion? How does that happen, Daniel? What kind of dude is he? Yes. And I said, look, I admire Daniel Andrews. I thought I've, I've, I've admired his leadership all the way through, particularly in COVID. He was very strong. And one of the things he said was, listen, the politics of this just doesn't interest me. I'm going to do what's right for Melbourne. I'm going to do what's right for Victoria. These are the policies we're going to stick by. But he took a hell of a lot of stick for that. The media absolutely monitored him. Come the next election, he romped home. The Liberal opposition, capital Liberal opposition in, in Victoria is only just functional. I mean, they're, they're, they've got very few numbers and they're always at each other's throats. On this decision, however, I, that's the one, that's the, the, the troubling thing. I mean, saying we're not going to hold the Commonwealth Games makes absolute sense. Saying, you know, we're not going to, we, we'd rather have put the money into grassroots facilities makes absolute sense. What doesn't make sense is to have committed to it in April last year and to pull out in July of this year and to say that in the last 15 months, whatever it is, 16 months, the figures have tripled. That doesn't, that doesn't stack up. I'd like to see more explanation on that. And, you know, to say, well, why did you say you, you wouldn't have put your hand up to host unless the numbers fell your way? What has changed? You know, that's what I don't get. And that is the troubling aspect of the whole thing. Yeah, um, and, and that I think is uh, one of the things that people can't get their heads around. Well, so, uh, we'll leave it there. Um, obviously, we've you know, got your point of view on that, but uh, people uh, around New Zealand have often heard of, of you talk about uh, being a wallaby, uh, playing uh, the All Blacks. Now then, uh, how do you see uh, Eddie Jones after Game 2 and the Wallabies heading into a pretty important Test match in around about uh, 12 days' time in Melbourne? Yes. Yeah. It's looking pretty grim right now. <laughs> I mean, Eddie, I was one of many. I mean, I advocated for Eddie to come back and I stand behind it. You know, like Eddie, whatever else Eddie's got, he's got energy, he's got a dynamism, people lean forward when he speaks, and his track record of taking over underperforming teams and having them perform has been very strong. You'll recall that in 2015, the English team didn't even make the pool, didn't get out of the pools in the World Cup total humiliation. Eddie Jones comes in, takes over, and I think they won the next 21 tests straight, something like that, before you know, a few years in, what happened with the English team is what happens with all of Eddie's teams. They just get completely exhausted, and they no longer perform. Okay, so for me it was madness for Eddie to be put on a five-year contract, but I suspect he wouldn't have come for anything less. I, like everybody, expected the silver bullet that Eddie Jones is on the ground the Wallabies are going to start performing better than ever. Well, it hasn't happened, and we're all disappointed. Eddie being Eddie in the press conference, instead of being hangdog and going, well, geez, that didn't work. I don't know. He said, oh, geez, I tell you what, <laughs> the All Blacks have got it coming. We're coming. They better watch out. Here we come. <laughs> well, that's very Eddie Jones, despite the fact that we just lost the Argentina and been thumped by South Africa the week before. What's going to happen? I don't know. But the most likely thing to happen will be Sadly, we'll get some by the All Blacks, but we'll see. Okay, so Peter, in, in terms of uh, Australian rugby overall, you can, I mean, it is the flagship, the Wallabies as such, but overall, if you look at the depth, if you look at super rugby, um, are you concerned? I mean, you've had a proud history in this sport. 
Yes, I'm concerned. Um, it's, I mean, the interesting thing is rugby in Australia is broadly going backwards while it's exploding around the world. I just returned from France a couple of months ago and I went to my old rugby club, Brive La Gaillard. Uh, and when I was, when I was playing there in the mid 80s for four years, we'd trained three nights a week. And they now, when I went, you know, my old teammates showed me around. I mean, I've never seen a more professional operation. And they've got, a, they've got a budget of something like 19 million Australian dollars, which I think in New Zealand dollars is about half a billion, am I right? It's extraordinary. The, it's extraordinary, the professionalism, the resources going into rugby in Europe, in Japan, now in the United States. You've got, you know, former Wallabies and squillions over there. And in Australia, it's going backwards. And why? Why? Well, one one reason is rugby league and Aussie rules in Australia are very well run, very well marketed. They tweak the rules to make them even more attractive. Ultimately, I think you know rugby will go on, and there'll be more. We'll have more and more of our players playing overseas at an ever higher level. You know, we'll have to work out ways to get our players like we've got now. Will Skelton is blitzing them in France, playing now for the Wallabies. We will just have to work our way forward. Ultimately, the global grandeur of rugby will trump the provincial pleasures of of rugby league and, and indeed Aussie rules. But it's been a pretty tough go of it for the last two decades. Uh, just finally, uh, Peter, and you touched on it, your, your, your time there at Brief. Um, so you all know uh, French rugby and French rugby people very well. W- looking at their squad they have now, hosting this World Cup, is it their time? I suspect so. If, not gonna, if they don't win it now, they'll never win it. But they, they got to the final in 87, they got to the final in 99, and they were in the final, I was there, 2000, was it 11 or 15 that they won the they played the Kiwis. They played the Kiwis in Auckland, wasn't it? In '89, yeah, eleven, eleven, yeah, in, in eleven. Yeah. And so that's three times they've made the final. It's a, and they're they're a fantastic team, and they're great for work. And you know, if Australia can't win it, I'd love to, which we probably won't. I'd love to see the French win it. Well, Peter Fitzsimons, always great to, to catch up with you and uh, get uh, your views on uh, these matters. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what. Before, yes, you can. One question before I go. What are the chances? You've had the Mayor of Christchurch say we'll take the Commonwealth Games. What are the chances that when all is said and done, New Zealand will take the Commonwealth Games? Any chance at all? Nil. Nil. Why? Because um, I don't think we can afford it either, to be perfectly honest. Uh, we are stretched. We, our COVID has stretched us, and uh, to get that through on that kind of cost line, um, I'm not sure. Christchurch have argued, uh, for instance, about... Uh, getting a stadium finished it's got it's blown out to 683 million and there's still people saying should we bother so the thought of us perhaps hosting a, a major event like that um and uh, in the short term and i'm talking about the next five to ten years mm. pretty small i would think peter i'm sorry to say that but i'm with I, you I, I love christchurch but has christchurch has this infrastructure of christchurch recovered from the endless earthquakes it is, it is, it is, and it is, uh, and, uh, and uh, I'm not sure when the last time you were there was, but you need to come back, and you, the old Christchurch looks, uh, of course, uh, and the new Christchurch looks nothing like it. Um, they've done a wonderful job with their architecture, their design, etc., and trying to rebuild the place. It's a very proud, as you well know, with the Crusaders, a very proud uh, rugby town, 
Uh, but you need to, to come back and have a look and see what you think of, of the new version of Christchurch. I think you'd be impressed. I, I really do. I, I've always loved it. Have they rebuilt the cathedral or have they let it lie? N- no, they've let it lie. And that is the bone of contention because it still sits in its, de- uh, its destroyed state. And that is, uh, that is an issue that uh, is yet to be resolved. But they do have a new stadium un- underway. So, yeah. I'll, I'll leave you with this. May, may, may that cathedral be the image of the Commonwealth Games. Back when everybody believed in God, of course you built it up again. These days, third decade of the 21st century, not everybody does, so there's not the oomph to do it. Back when everybody believed in the British Empire, of course you have a Commonwealth Games. Third decade of the 21st century, that, there's not the will to do it. I wish you well. Thank you. Bye.